The Mount Rushmore of Broadcasting. He's not on it, but he's on this podcast. Welcome to the Jim Day Podcast. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Jim Day Podcast. We really appreciate you checking us out. We've had some good feedback on the first two editions of this here podcast. A couple of conversations with Hall of Fame broadcaster, Marty Brenneman. We have a loose conversation, another loose conversation with all-star second baseman Scooter Jeanette coming up here in moments. Now, again, however you're listening today, we hope you subscribe to this podcast and uh, do us a favor. If you like what you hear and you'd like to see this podcast continue into the future, if you could ever so nicely go on and give us a good rating, five-star rating would be terrific. It would help the long-term uh, prognosis, if you will, of this podcast. So if you like what you hear, we, we hope that you'll uh, give us good ratings, etc. And spread the word that we exist, that this podcast is happening, uh, not only for Reds fans, for baseball fans, sports fans in general. We hope you enjoy the looseness of these conversations. I invite you to follow along with me on Twitter, at Jim Day TV. Same thing on Instagram, at Jim Day TV. Follow the Cincinnati Reds on all of the social media outlets, and uh, we invite you to read daily on Reds.com. The uh, Reds social media group do a terrific job of keeping you updated on the Reds, so we invite you to check that out, MLB.com as well. And uh, we're proud to be a part of the MLB Podcast Nation, if you will. Now, coming up, it is a conversation with Ryan Scooter. Jeanette. Now, here's a guy that I've been very, very impressed with because his whole life they have told him that he's too short. He's can't hit left-handed pitching. He's not good defensively. He'll never make it in the big leagues long term. And he continues to prove people wrong, none more than the Milwaukee Brewers, who a few years back released him and the Reds picked him up off of waivers and wow, as his career really ascended from there. First year with the Reds, uh, let's see, 97 RBIs, 27 bombs. And then last year, his first trip to the All-Star game, in which he, deep into the season, he was contending for a batting title, ended up hitting 310 and also 92 RBIs and 23 home runs last year. And again, his first trip to the All-Star game. Now, this is a unique character in Ryan, yes, his real name is Ryan, and he'll tell the story of how the scooter came about, the famous story, and we'll get into lots of things. One, why he's so goofy. I mean, he's a goofy guy. He is very, very unique and in a good way. Dale Earnhardt Sr., may he rest in peace, is his guy. We'll talk about his love for Dale Earnhardt and when he met Dale Jr. and how Dale Jr. reached out on social media last year. Etc. Now, little did I know, again, we sit down. Um, one of the goals on this podcast is just to sit down, you know, have some thoughts of where the conversation is going to go, but just letting it go where it goes. And little did I know that it would go in this direction, direction that Scooter Jeanette would sing part of his go-to karaoke song. Yep, it's coming up. And little did I know that Scooter, his home in Florida, 
currently raising alligators. Yeah. Alligators. The night he went backstage at WWE Raw and stared down Braun Strowman. Terrific story. And how one minute, one minute being one minute late, was at the time a major regret in life. But, as it turned out, one minute that changed his life. What are we talking about? You're about to find out. And little did I know, Scooter Jeanette into pottery and ceramics. We're talking creating pottery and ceramics. Spinning the wheel. Throwing down on the wheel, as he says. And at the end of this conversation, Scooter recently has been talking to children, uh, schools, about bullying, with bullying being the, the forefront, but also just about mentoring and where the youth are going today and reaching out and just being kind to each other, not only to children and children to children, but we as human beings in general. Now, you will hear the passion about this because this was at the very end of the interview, and I thought, okay, we're just going to get a couple of answers. Well, little did I know, he just kept going on and on and on about it, and he's about to start an initiative on opening day, which I hope you'll be a part of, and you'll see uh, how much, how thoughtful of a person he is and how much he's into this new initiative, and I tell you what, if he can impact at least just one child, uh, it's going to go a long way, so we run the gamut here of the conversation. We hope you enjoy it. It is All-Star Second Baseman, Scooter Jeanette, right here on the Jim Day Podcast. And we welcome in the man that I survived a Nerf gun attack from recently who tried to destroy my manhood with a Nerf gun. He's Scooter Jeanette. Welcome to the Jim Day Podcast. It is such a pleasure to be on your podcast show Jim Day it is a, it is a true pleasure now people might have, have seen this on social media I guess if you talk smack to you about a nerf gun um, you're gonna get one in the region if you will and you got me point blank it was a direct hit congratulations yeah you know I think my the best odds of me hitting my target there were from really really close range so um, <laughs> I'm just happy that uh, that I could Hit my spot, you know? That's Very a, nice. That's the idea in baseball. Well, in spring training, the big thing was this uh, rapid-fire Nerf gun. Um, you're, you're like a little kid. You, you do know that, right? When people describe you, they're like, well, he's he's like a little kid. That That's what they see. Um, but that's only maybe 30 minutes out of each day that I... Really? I try to... Well, it's doing something different. Sometimes people think like, oh, he's look a little kid out there with a Nerf gun. But little do they know that I'm trying to practice and, and be the best player I can be. And in some cases, that's shooting a Nerf gun and, and making it almost impossible to hit. So I try to yeah. make the fun, most fun out of everything. But um, you know what? If it comes across as being a kid, then I am perfectly happy with it because it's, it's fun being a kid. Full disclosure, you got the Nerf gun. Actually, you're shooting people in the clubhouse. And teammates are shooting people, by the way. I just survived a barrage as well from Suarez. First time he got a hold of it. But you, but you got the gun for to hit. It's little Nerf balls, right? Mm -hmm. 
uh, and just to be able to further develop that hand-eye coordination, correct? Yeah, as you can see, it shoots pretty fast. It does. Um, it's like 60 feet per second, so if you do it about 40 feet away, so in front of the mound, um, it equates to 110 with movement, and it's it's extremely hard to hit. Um, and also, I use the little wiffle balls. You can buy a bunch of them at Target or Walmart. They're uh, they're just like instead of the, the old school Nerf guns where it would stick against the wall, it's just a foam ball that mm -hmm. you could even throw to your kid or whoever. Any dads out there listening, you can go and pick up those balls and get a little stick or a training bat and and hit. Um, for me, I like the I made my own training bat. It has a two bags of oatmeal taped together with two dollars worth of quarters at the end of it. Um, really? Yeah, just some concoction I came up with and probably seven years ago I made it and I still have it and hit with it. Um, and it helps. Like, yeah. But it, it, it feels like a normal bat. It's got that right. weight on the end. It's not like a stick to where you swing it and you kind of feel like you're jerking your back and it's coming off the ball rather than, right. you know, that barrel, the, the weight at the end, like a golf club kind of going through the zone. So that, that's what I would urge is just to get a training bat, but one that has some more weight at the end. Well, we might have to market this. Although you can do this at home. What he just described kids out there if you're looking yep. for a training tool yeah it's it's free just use what you got at the house you know <laughs> i found it i found the stick from a door stopper at my grandpa's house um it was stopping the sliding glass door you know one of those yeah. little sticks broomstick mm -hmm. kind of deal and uh just put a got a bunch of tape and a couple bags of apple cinnamon oatmeal and uh some quarters so in case i ever if it's in my car and i run out of gas and i have yeah. my wallet on me i can always bust it wow. open always thinking scooter Jeanette. You know, people, and we'll talk about uh, you being a goofy guy. I mean, your teammates always talk about how goofy you are. But <laughs> fans don't realize the immense amount of work that uh, other players obviously put in, but you put in as well to become the best that you can be. Um, you've always kind of had – you've had several chips on your shoulders. Have you not? Um, I guess. <laughs> chips. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone does, right? I mean – yeah. You know, you're told you can't do something. You're told that, you know, you're whatever, you're, you know, that, that, that just adds to the, the motivation. Um, I think ultimately, though, it's I don't want to so much prove people wrong. I want to prove to myself that I'm right, you yeah. know, that I that I what I've thought. There's a big difference. Right. What I thought I could do, I, I'm, I'm actually capable of doing and I'm doing it. That's that's the most important thing. But, you know, it's always nice to, you know, do some stuff and then just know that. You know that person's like, man, I was wrong. Like, wow, I look like such an idiot. You know, mm -hmm. and that's 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 a good feeling too. Um, yeah. You know, because I don't talk to those people that right. <laughs> said I couldn't do certain things because they didn't care. You know, they didn't they didn't care and they didn't know what they were talking about. Obviously. Would you be less than honest if you said that the numbers that you put up since the Brewers let you go and the numbers you put up for the Reds isn't satisfying to the people that decided to let you go? I mean, no animosity, but. W would you be less than truthful to say, hey, that, you know, it's pretty cool to put up those numbers? Yeah, it is. And I think they knew that I could play. Um, mm -hmm. They were just in a position uh, financially, and um, they felt like Jonathan VR was going to be pretty much every day at second base that year. So they decided to let, let me go. But, um, you know, that's just the industry. Uh, you know, you develop a guy drafted by the Brewers, make it to the big leagues with the team, and, you know, get into – a situation where all of a sudden now I'm not playing against lefties for a year and a half lefty starters and then it's like you can't hit lefties and then it's this and that and 
you know, it's a little like if I was them, I'd be a little kind of upset that, man, we developed this and then, you know, kind of just let it go. And now all of a sudden it's like, man, like, why don't we stick with them? I mean, I'm sure that there's some type of, um, you know, resentment in there, uh, you know, um, that's the word I'm looking for, um, you know, kind of just hoping that they didn't make that decision. Right. Um, regret. Uh, but they're doing great and, and I love those guys over there. But like I said, it's the, it's the, the game that we're in. I mean, it's, you know, they, they know that I could play, they know that I could hit. They just weren't in a position in, in their, their shoes to allow me to go out there and prove it to them. And, um, you know, I'm just so fortunate the Reds gave me the opportunity to, to do so. Um, you know, coming over in a, in a bench role, platoon role, and then playing well and earning the everyday job. And, um, you know, over here, I'd like to say that it's just like uh, old school baseball. You yeah. know, if you're playing good, you're going to get in there and you're going right. to play. You're going to help the team win. And that's all that matters. So, um, you know, I just hope for the guys that are still over there with the Brewers that that's how things are, you know, mm -hmm. now because for a little while there, it wasn't the case. Last year, I did a series of interviews with your teammates and the couple of the questions were, who is the goofiest teammate and who never shuts up? <laughs> Universally, it was Scooter Jeanette. Good. <laughs> you wear that like a badge of honor? I do. I do. I don't know about the never shutting up. I think um, <laughs> I think all of us have something to say. It's just maybe I beat them to the punch. <laughs> so it just seems like I'm talking all the time. But you've uh, you bring... Jared Hughes I interviewed him, and he says that you are, if not the favorite teammate that he's ever had, <laughs> in a select few of favorite teammates in his career. And it's a combination of things. One, what you do on the field. Um, and two, what you the energy you bring to a team or a clubhouse. Is that the ultimate compliment you can get? Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh... You know, I'm not trying to win the teammate of the year award every year. Yeah. Um, I just think that that's that's just me. That's that's how I, f I feel like I should I should act. I mean, ultimately, we're we all act kind of how we're maybe not as much as we w want to act, but how we feel like we we should act. That's why we act. You know, so yeah. for me, it's just what I'm what I'm used to um, making people laugh, making making situations comfortable or pointing out the elephant in the room if that's the case um you know whatever it is but ultimately at the end of the day you know I love these guys I love my team I love the staff I love everything about being a being a red and um you know I would do anything for them and and I think that the the pitchers especially I think they know you know that if I mess up out there like that's on me you know I'm not going to point the finger or make excuses like I, I mess that up you know ultimately I'd rather get an error than it be called a hit and then their ERA goes up, you know, like I, I want the best for everybody. I want to win ultimately, but at the same time, there's a lot of things and a lot of, a lot of ways that you can act and it's either a, in a, in a team manner or a selfish manner. And, and I just do not want to be that guy known as a selfish ball player. That's so, you know, yeah, I guess that would be a good teammate and I want to be a good teammate obviously, but I definitely don't want people thinking that I'm selfish cause I'm not. Yeah. No, I, I don't see any selfishness at all. You're certainly a team guy. Um, as far as the goofy part goes, if I were to ask the lovely Mrs. Jeanette at home if you're the same goofy guy, what would she say? I think she would say yes. <laughs> um, maybe in 
ways that uh you know she might she might get more pissed off than my teammates at times like hey let's uh let's shut it down but um no she's amazing it's 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 one of the challenges though during the year we're we're around each other around a bunch of men and yeah you know we're guy talking and stuff during the whole day and then you come home and see your wife or see your family and it's like oh man i gotta like turn this off and it's like hanging out with somebody for a while you start adopting the same words and the way like same you, know, you start saying things the same way and you know you gotta really break that off because if you come home and i mean it, it'd be nice to be able to just be the same person all day long but um you know there's just things that are appropriate at the ballpark and there's things that are appropriate at the house so right. um you know i try to challenge myself to you know make sure i turn off some of the things because she won't respond to it too well <laughs> so you guys are high school sweethearts right is that correct Do I have yes that right very nice um so she's put up with you for a long time basically yeah thanks thanks jim <laughs> sounds well, good you know, same thing when i uh, yes yeah, i've wife. put yeah. up with her a long time yes there you go yeah. very nice <laughs> dog right Yes, Leo. Leo, what what kind of dog? He's a golden doodle. He's uh, his mom was a full size poodle, and his dad was a golden doodle. So he's only twenty five percent golden retriever, seventy five percent full poodle. All right. Nowadays, making your home uh, still off season home, and where you moved from Cincinnati when what were you eight, something like that, ten, ten, ten Nine, years ten, old, yep. moved to Sarasota area, still live down there. Uh, decided last year before spring training to drive to Arizona and you drove yourself in an RV and this year decided to get a driver, right? What was the big difference between driving yourself and not driving? Yes. Yes. Uh, that was rough last year. I made the drive before, um, but I made it in three days, 11 hours a day yeah. driving, driving by myself. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, this year I, I went to the Homestead race, a NASCAR race, and met uh, Elliot Sadler's old driver, and we rented his bus, and he drove us all the way out. Um, we took our time this year, though. It was like four days, and, yeah, just sat back and watched satellite TV. And... That bus was sweet. The pictures you showed me are sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was... those NASCAR drivers do it right because they, well, they have to spend a lot of time in it. Obviously, they do, and and it's it's more for Leo. Um, you know, private jets are a lot of money, and um, you know, I, I like the land. Uh, yeah. I, I don't mind flying, but I, I would rather be on land if if possible, and uh, for the dog, and you know, just not have to worry about anything other than just lounging around for yeah. a few days. And well, last year you said it was amazing the stuff that I couldn't bring to spring training. And we just threw everything in there and just went. It was yeah. outstanding. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stuff, uh, you know, that we got to move from out here to Cincinnati, Cincinnati back home. Um, it can be pretty expensive to, to ship that stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. I mean, we spent a few nights at Walmart parking lot. It was it was it was a great experience. <laughs> I'm definitely going to stay at a Walmart parking lot again. I'll tell you that. I mean, they As have opposed, they yeah. have everything. I mean, if you get thirsty, go to the Walmart. You get hungry, go get some wings, cook them up. Well, it's that's great. the way to do it because, uh, I mean, obviously he, he drives for a living. Uh, the Walmart parking lots have all the cameras in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. It's lit well. It's open 24-7. Yep. Um, security there, et cetera, as opposed to you stayed in some rest areas 
last year coming here, right? A little, little shady? Yeah, it can be a little shady. You just don't know. I mean, there's no, like, I didn't see any security or anything like that. So This NASCAR thing, um, you switch your number. The Reds gave you four. You didn't have much of a choice when you came over here. And then switched to three because Dale Earnhardt, mm-hmm. God rest his soul, is your guy, the number three. So how long has this NASCAR thing been going on? And has it always been Dale? All Dale? Yeah, always been Dale. Always. Um, ever since I can remember, um, he was just the best, you know, he's a legend. No one, no one, people were scared of him, you know, on the track. And then he was just the nicest dude, you know, just down to earth guy. Um, you know, and there's a lot of guys, uh, that I've talked to that have met him and been around him. Um, Jody, Jody spent a lot of time, Mm -hmm. um, hanging out with him and, uh, you know, he's just a solid guy, but yeah, he was the intimidator when it was. When it was game time, I mean, he just didn't you, you didn't mess around with him. I mean, he wouldn't he wasn't afraid to bump into guys, and you know, he was he was trying to win every race. And I just saw a lot of similarities just with the way I play the game. When the ball's hit, I'm just gonna do whatever I think I can to get the out. It's just kind of how how I'm wired. And I, I I guess at a young age, I saw similarities between the way he raced and the way I play the game. I thought it was cool last year. I did a, a report um, on TV. You had your bat the knob on your bat you had the three mm-hmm. stickers exactly like dale had it on the car and then put it out on social media and dale earnhardt jr responded to how cool he thought that was yeah yeah the uh the players weekend when i wore the cleats and yeah. the shirt uh the jersey and the the bat was a checkered flag bat yeah and i got a chance to meet dale jr at uh the homestead race how this, was that this offseason it was awesome really good guy really good guy I took few minutes at least out of his time to meet all of us take pictures talk a little bit and um i'm gonna send him some of the some some of that stuff from the game and um, really yeah yeah and I'm, I'm hopefully i'll be able to you know meet him again and maybe have some more time to just kick it and who knows maybe even get him out to a game and maybe he can hit with us or something like that that would be awesome he's one of those guys that loves the history uh, um artifacts of his dad himself uh-huh. and- uh, really down to earth guy, a normal guy that people would probably be shocked of how normal he is. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really really good dude, really chill, relaxed. Uh, you know, he just he just gets it. You know, it's uh, he retired because you know he wants to be there for his family, and you know, I mean, just just right. very good people. You know, really good people. Last year, I asked you what your go to karaoke song was. Do you remember what you said? Mm, I believe I could fly. Yes. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that good that I remember? That is pretty good. I wanted. I was checking in to see if you were just laying, you know, some BS on me. No, but I mean, that's the only you, song that, like, I know that I could sing. And You like, know the remember. words to that song. Most of it, yeah. I mean, at least the chorus. <laughs> do you not know the words? I do, but I don't want to. Yeah, go. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I think about it every night and day. See? Spread my wings and fly away. I believe I could soar. Very nice. I see you running through that open door. I believe. Wow. You know, even if I put a little reverb to that, man, it would be spot on. Right? Wow. See the things you get on the Gym Day podcast. Who it's a good have song. Thought? It's a it's a good song. Yeah. Um, you know, just unfortunately, uh, 
you know, the, uh, the artists there, but we won't talk about that. What music do you listen to mostly? Um, all of it really. really? Um, certain hip hop, um, country rock. I like classic rock. I like, I like all kinds of music. Um, not so much like the stuff that like is like crazy screaming, you know, like heavy metal. I'm not too yeah. much into because I don't know. I feel like I just I get angry when I when I listen you get to angry. It. Yeah, it just makes well, me. Yeah, because it is kind of. Yeah, it's, it makes me feel like I want to like do something stupid. Uh, do you remember the night? And, and I've. I have not done things off the field with players very much at all over the years. Um, and Arroyo said, hey, let's <clears> – <throat> I got tickets to Raw and my kid I grew up with, who's – Bray Wyatt is his wrestling name, but it's um, – that's not his real name. But anyways, they grew up in Florida together. Hey, we'll go to Raw in Pittsburgh and we'll go backstage – Backstage, I'm like, heck, yeah, I'm a wrestling nerd. So little did I know that you were going to be there. You were challenging these wrestlers that night. Yeah, I I remember. (laughs) Yeah, I do. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to see how professional they were. (laughs) Well, Some of them were, some of them weren't. Yeah. Well, I mean, one, Braun Strowman is a massive human being. Yeah, I didn't even know, like, any of the guys that were there. Well, I remember you and Bronson kept looking at me. Is this a good guy or a bad guy? And I'm like, this is a bad guy. Yeah. You know, and you were, we were in the front row, and you're literally talking smack while they're wrestling. (laughs) I didn't know that you weren't supposed to do that. I mean, is it a golf event or tennis? No, I mean, no. you're supposed to be able to yell out whatever you want, the right? The thing is, is that you took it backstage. You, you looked at I Bron- wasn't being inappropriate, though. No, no, but you looked Because at- I wasn't using any profanity because that, that it's a family event. You looked at Braun Strowman, who's like 6'8", 350 maybe. He's a big boy. And you said, you're not so big. <laughs> he looked down at you like, I'll squash you like a bug. Yeah. And you... uh. Someone had, was there a bet or something? Someone to take a chair shot? I wanted somebody to take a chair shot at me. I told him I'd pay him like 300 bucks to hit me over the head with the chair and they wouldn't do it. None of them I would was going to get on video though and post I know. it. And I think that's what they were scared of. Well, they were all like, dude, it's not, this is not a good thing. We Taking no, a chair shot is yeah, not a good thing. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think they just didn't want me to see how fake it was. No, but listen, they do like the flat back things. They'll take a chair on the flat back or they'll put their arm but up. But they're like chairs that head. are like. But it's still a chair. But they, they're not like the normal chairs you buy at Home Depot. I understand. They're like they're, thin they're steel, thin. aluminum. I understand, but it's still taking an aluminum piece from a 350-pound guy. I'd rather take that than a baseball to any part of my body that was thrown by a pitcher. It would definitely not hurt as much. You know, that would be interesting to have a wrestler just take a fastball. Where's the worst place? Maybe under the arm or Mm. in the... Where's the worst place that you've taken a... I mean, to be honest, where Joey got hit last year in that part of the leg, where like your your calf kind of meets your hamstring on the outside part, there's a nerve there. Uh, But when it comes to initial pain, I would say... Probably in like the lower back region, kind of like the 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 handlebar, you know, like yeah. the the uh, 
what do you call that? The little uh, well, it's baby m- fat part of your, you know, by well, your Well, it's more than baby fat in mine. It's my side fat now. <laughs> yeah, that, get that's you in the a side bad spot. Fat. You know, like if someone slaps you back there, it hurts. You know, yeah. like if you ever get slapped, like if it's... I got some cushion now. It doesn't hurt But it still hurts. Like if yeah. you're if you're sweating and someone hits you back there, like it'll sting. Right. Um, and the ball does the same thing. It just like burns. Um, but it... It's like anything else you get used to it but for me with pain um unless it's like something super serious like i won't even feel it like yeah. I, i've been hit by so many balls in the head and the face and the chest and the stomach and the everywhere that it, it just doesn't doesn't phase me interesting have a wrestler take a chair shot to the head or take a fastball about 97 to that region to see which hurts worse and you think it would be the yes hit by pitch yeah yeah, because wow. when you get hit by something so big like that, it's like the pain's all over. You don't really feel it mm-hmm. when it's like an acute little spot. Yeah. You know, like I would probably would rather, you know, get hit by a baseball than take a punch by like a UFC fighter right in the stomach. You know, but if it was a chair, I mean, it's, you know, it's like getting hit by playing uh, pillow fighting and you're hitting each other with pillows. You know, yeah. it's just like a, a thump. It's not like a. You know, a puncher. Right. You know, getting hit by a ball. Now, speaking of Arroyo, didn't you hit your first home run off of him? I did. In Cincy. In Cincy. It was my first at bat back in Cincinnati yeah. since I played for the Midland Redskins in uh, 2000, I think it was eight. I was in high school still. Was that discussed when Arroyo came back? Did you, you guys talk about that at all? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's sure. Like, he's like, as man, a smile comes to his yeah, face. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, man, that's so awesome. When I told him, he's like, really? That's so awesome, man. That's really cool. And I'm like, yeah. man, I thought he was going to be like, oh, don't remind me of it. But, <laughs> oh, he's not like that. Yeah, then I got to know him a little bit more. That was one of the first things I said to him. Really? Yeah, when I met him when I came over. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I came over and I had one more one day in spring training with the team. And I went up to Bronson, introduced myself. I'm like, hey, you know, I hit my first yeah. home run off of you. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, that was a good way to kickstart our friendship. Oh, he's good with it. He, yeah, he's cool. And plus, he he's... He was either a guy that was giving up solo home runs or get, having a scoreless inning. When he would give them up, it would be like solo home runs. Yep. So he was, it was a solo, I believe. So he, he, he was used to it. Um, this, you became a fan favorite quickly because of the way you play on the field. How much do you think it helps that your name is Scooter? Because people mm. love this name. Have you noticed that they love the name Scooter? Yeah, probably more than I do now. I'm getting older. Um, you don't like it now? No, I mean it's. it's I did, Would you rather like, be Ryan? It's just like your name, you know. Yeah. When I say Jim, you're just you just respond, you yeah. know. But like, when you think about it, like, do you really like the name Jim? You know, like have you met someone like man, you that's I love that name, man. It's my name, you know. It's <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. I I answer to both Ryan and Scooter, but I think I mean it's. I didn't. It was. I didn't. Obviously, you guys know the story. I didn't give myself the name because it was a good baseball name. I got it. Right. I gave it to myself so I'd get out of trouble with the cops when I was well, five okay. years I old. I know you've told this a thousand times. I've told it on the air too. But there's probably people that are picking up this podcast that have never heard this story, and it's oh, one man. of the greatest of all time. Well, they should just not listen to the podcast anymore. They're not deserving of listen of hearing your podcast. Uh, <laughs> No, I I was an alias. I was I was in the car one day with my mom, and and uh, she would put my safety belt on. I was in the back seat, uh, and she would start driving, and I would unclick my seatbelt, and I did that quite a few times. So she'd have to get out of the car and buckle me back up, and it was a mess. And she got pissed and pulled into a police station, and 
I just remember a police officer who I got to meet last year at a signing, which was awesome. Um, and he asked me what my name was and I made up Scooter and my mom was like, what the heck? Like, I don't, and I got it from the Muppet Babies. That was my favorite character. And he asked me what my name was again. I said, Scooter Jeanette. And I didn't answer to Ryan for a really long time because I thought I would get arrested if I answered <laughs> my real name. So everyone had to call me Scooter. And to this day, it's still kind of weird. Like, man, like, why would I, I don't know. You just look back at stuff you've done. But at that age, it's like, why, where was my mind at? Like, <laughs> you know, why would I make that up thinking I'm getting arrested at five? But I guess that's what my mom wanted. She wanted me to feel like I was like, she scared me that right. much that I thought I was going to get arrested. So um, from that day on, everyone called you Scooter. You made yep. them call you Scooter. Pretty much. I wouldn't, I just wouldn't answer to Ryan. Like, I what about your parents? Have, Will they call you Ryan? Yeah, they had to call me Scooter. Really? Yeah. They, I mean, they'll call me Ryan or whatever now. I mean, mom didn't break out Ryan when you were bad. Ryan? No. No, because, I mean, if it was close to that time, I definitely wouldn't have answered. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're, like, wishing you hadn't done it? You ever regret no, about it? No, I mean, it? it's just, it is what it is, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a great baseball name. Yeah, I mean, it. now... Scooter Jeanette. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... Yeah, it's great. I mean, Jim Day, it's so blah. Sometimes blah. I just wish Jim. I wouldn't draw as much attention to myself sometimes, you know? Wow. It's like when I meet new people, like whatever, at a restaurant or whatever, and they're like, what's your name? I say Ryan, because if I say Scooter, then they're like, oh, how'd you get that name? You know, yeah. so then I have to. Then you got to tell the story. <laughs> yeah. Sit down. So I just, I, I prefer uh, Ryan just to avoid having to tell the story again. All right. I think I might come out with a book. Um just that you could download as an app and it's like a four page book of how I got my name. So then I could just ref like refer them to that. Well, you know, we probably are going to get to the point people are not talking to each other anymore where you just text and everything. So yeah, you just ought to have something that they can click on, on, on your phone and just get the story. Yeah. And somehow it makes you money. <laughs> <laughs> right? Makes me money. Yeah. It makes oh, wow. Day. Yeah. I need all the help I can get. You're doing you pretty go. well for yourself. By yeah. The way. I mean, I don't want it to make money. I just want it to, yeah. to but if it's going to make money, might as well throw it to the gym day podcast revenue. Right now, the budget is very limited. <laughs> I want to tell you, uh, <laughs> I appreciate Ryan, you doing this for no charge. <laughs> the budget's limited, but the access Oh, the access, the access is unlimited right? and right That's now a... for free. So <laughs> very nice. We, we appreciate you uh, being a part of this. Yep. Is there anything else in your life that you regret? You look back like, well, I wish you wouldn't have done that. Um, or anything you could yeah. talk about on this podcast? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, shoot, when I, before I got drafted, I missed my ACT by one minute. So I didn't even have like my college scholarship that I was going to have going to FSU because I didn't take a ACT or SAT. And the next one was two months into the school year the next year to where I would have to pay to go until I could take the ACT again. And I'll never forget. Uh, they had me take it an hour and a half away from where I was living in Sarasota down South. And I literally showed up a minute late. I ran into traffic. I didn't know really where I was going. That was before iPhones and stuff. That yeah. was just MapQuest, print out, you know, and, and try to follow it. And it was a mess. And I showed up late and a minute late and the lady was still out there checking people in. But what they do is if anybody shows up late, then they have standby kids that are like, you know, they already book them up. And then if no one shows up, kind of like standby on a plane, like you yeah. can get their ticket. Well, she must have given them out already. And 
I come in and she's like, oh, you can't come in. You're a minute late. And I'm like, please, like, I need this for, for a scholarship. Yeah. Wow. She's like, nope, sorry. Can't do it. Come back next year. I'm like, lady, you don't understand. I'm a senior. And this is my only opportunity. And she's like, nope, sorry. And I'm like, lady, uh, come on. And I like, maybe I regret a little bit about what I said to her, but not really. Um, it was more, I just regretted being late, but yeah. yeah. So long story short, I get drafted by the Brewers. They're like, where are you going to college? And I'm like, like I don't know. Um, like a junior college. I was talking a couple you really, of really You couldn't go to, on a scholarship no. because you missed the test. I could still, I got accepted by FSU. I yeah. just, my scholarship wouldn't come into effect until I supplied an ACT or an SAT score. So I would have had to pay to go and I didn't have any money. My parents didn't have that much money for me to do that. So I was going to go to junior college. So I basically, what I did is I ripped out all the leverage I had in pre-draft and just threw it in the toilet uh, because I was a minute late. And that's one thing I regret. But at the same time, I'm a firm believer and things happen for a reason. And, um, you know, it molds you into the person you are today. So yeah. who knows if I would have been a first rounder and got $3 million, maybe I would have thought that I was just the best player in the world coming in. And maybe I wouldn't be the, the guy I am today. I don't know. Wow. Did not know this story. And it worked out well, though. Like you said, things happen for a reason, man. And yeah. You, well, then I get drafted by the Brewers, a team that I didn't even think that I was going to get drafted by. The Reds were actually the next pick. Yeah. Um, and I heard that they were probably going to try to scoop me up at that point as well. And so I sign, play my first year. I hit over 300 in low A. I didn't go to a short season of rookie ball. I had a really good spring training. I was fortunate to get out of the Arizona, Arizona League, which is, the, I mean, just torture, yeah. you know, uh, with the heat and stuff. Yeah. So. Um, but after that season, they're like, well, during that season, I was about like 330, 350s. Like me and Mike Trout were the top two players in low A at that point. And um, after the break, he ends up getting called up and the rest is history. But I, I had to stay. Um, and I was playing shortstop in second base. And at that point, it was Lucetis Escobar at short, Ricky Weeks at second, Prince at first, and whoever at third. And. They told me, they said, hey, we're probably going to sign Escobar. Um, so for you to get up to the big leagues as fast as possible, play second base from here on out. So basically from the all-star break on, I'm playing second base. I'm like, great, I'm going to get moved up, probably be in double A the next year, and then the big leagues, make it in two and a half years, be great. Well, no, they end up trading Alcides Escobar that offseason. They end up signing Ricky Weeks to a four- or five-year deal. Right. And I'm like, what the heck just happened? Like, how do I go from, you know, playing short and, you know, being the best player I could be to, hey, you need to play second, and then we're going to sign the shortstop, and then you end up doing the complete opposite, and then they didn't let me go back to short. And I was second base on, and I ended up getting called up in 2013, and, and Ricky was still under contract for an, a year yeah. or two after that. But uh, I kind of platooned a little bit with him. Um, who, I mean, Ricky ended up being one of my favorite teammates. I mean, just an amazing guy that, you know, a young guy is coming up, and, mm -hmm. you know, they expect him to be the second baseman of the future and just how nice and professional he was with me, helping me out. Like, there was really, never a grudge or awkwardness. It was It was amazing, but – but yeah, it's just it's just crazy how how some things work out, you know. Yeah, no doubt about that. Now, what, didn't I? Uh, I think we did a. Uh, you took the terrible test last year, didn't you? What were you going to major in, like art or something, or what? Yeah, yeah, I was probably going to major in art, ceramics, pottery. Yeah. 
pottery. Yeah. That, that's the same reaction I had last year. Now I remember it. You said that you were good with pottery. Yeah. Where did this come about? I, in high school, I took like three or four courses, got a portfolio credit. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, I can throw on the wheel. I mean, it just you, they call it throwing on the wheel. You throw the clay down on the wheel, and you press the yeah. button, or you press the, the, the pedal, and it goes. You just form whatever you want. What, now, what would you make? What? Whatever. What do you want? You could still do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things you Who do. It's known? Like, it's like being able to write your name, you know? Yeah. Wow. Maybe a little more difficult than that. But. So you could make a major and a career out of that? Probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know how if it would be as good as the career I'm, I'm having now. No, or, probably wouldn't you know, pay but, as much. Yeah, you... but ultimately, it's, it's I enjoy doing it. You know, that was something I, my mom and dad always said. You know, if you're going to do something, do something you enjoy doing because you're going to want to do it and you're going to get really good at it. Wow. How about handmade scooter line? Yeah, we could do Can that. We do that, and then we could all the proceeds go to Jim Day's podcast <laughs> fund. <laughs> I'm in. We can market this thing. This is good. We'll get the we'll get the authenticators to put the sticker on it yeah. for, for the fans. Now do you have a wheel at home that you No, but I'm going to. Really? I'm going to. Yeah. Our house isn't isn't um we don't have enough room uh for a wheel yet. Um, but maybe one day. Yeah. Don't have enough room for a wheel. No. You're making a lot of money. What are you uh, yeah. talking about? We live we live within our means. Um <laughs> Oh jeez. Uh, I mean, we we don't we don't you know we could last get, arbitration case I checked out you did pretty well yeah we could live in in a in a bigger nicer house but we we like the house we're in it's on it's on some land and uh, but I got I got a lot of other stuff I'm doing um, I have a uh, like what I have I I bought a, I buy for me what I do is with the money that I get from my allowance every. <laughs> That my wife gives me every week. Have an allowance. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I just buy land. Uh, I have land close, of our, uh, close to our main house where we live in, in Florida. And um, I have a gun range. I have hunting property. I have, I'm going to farm and do all sorts of fun stuff. I have a pond that I got dug. I have a couple gators in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super, super redneck Florida style. Um, you know, and See, I'll wear people Jor- might not know you've got some redneck in you. Yeah, and I'll I'll wear some Jordans out there. You know, get them all muddy. You know, I'm just now, jack of all trades. Did the I gators guess. come with the property, or you put the gators They're, there? It's kind of a natural thing in Florida. Like yeah. if you, it kind of like. Uh, oh no, I I was a resident of Florida for five years, so yeah, yeah it's kind of like uh, uh, what is it called? Um, Field of Dreams. Yeah, so you know, I Field you of Dreams. About when he's pitching for the Tigers, I. No, 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 no. For the love Field of the game? Yeah. No. Um, no, so Field of Dreams, where the, the voice says, if you build it, they will come. It's the same thing with gators. If People will come, Ray. Yeah, if you build it, the gators will come. So that's that's what's happening. So I built the, built the pond, and they're, they're coming. And wow. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to tag them and put a GPS tracking device on them so I'll be able to know where they're at to where if I have family that come, that come down and want to see gators, and I can show them. And I'll have a feeder set up for them to where it'll spin like kind of like a deer feeder, and it'll spin kibble. <laughs> it'll come out like dogs and eat the kibble. Really? Wow! Yeah. Now, how big are these gators? I mean, they're small. Yeah, they're small right now, but they're gonna be monsters. But oh the, eventually, goodness. one of them. If there's any kids listening, if you're, I don't, I don't know, if you don't know this, but might not want to know, but. 
they'll eventually usually there's only one gator to a pond they'll fight each other the one will kill the other one and they'll be like the master of the pond so there'll be like one gator if another one comes in yeah. it'll, it'll lose a leg or you know they'll, they'll battle oh, it out so goodness. start with two I'll come back with one. Well, don't let the golden doodle go. What's your dog's name? Don't let Leo. Don't let Leo. No, I mean gators are fine as long as they're not hungry. Yeah. No, and if the mama has eggs, like that's the one thing. I just, you know, that's where you got to watch out during mating season because if she puts her eggs somewhere and And you get even I come up and she might know me, like if I like she, she's just gonna be really aggressive. So as long as they're fed and. Oh, do you get close? Do you get close to them? You can get super close. I mean, they're they're like pets. I mean, if you hopefully oh one day goodness. I'll be able to like get in the water and like play with them and stuff. But yeah, can you wait till you retire from the game to sure. do that first? Sure. You kind of need your arms and no, they'll be fine. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, what, what would we call oh, the gator though? To death, man, I, there's there's very few. Like I love animals and just the nature. And they're more scared of you though. Like honestly, they are. If they if they come up, like they're they're just they don't want you by. Like right. you know, but they're not they're not trying to like kill you. You know, I mean that's in like the Amazon with the crocodiles and you know stuff like that. But the only times you see alligators being aggressive is if, like I said, they're like super, super starving, hungry, or the, the mama has eggs around and they'll kill dogs and stuff yeah. like that. You know, occasionally bad parents let their little kids run around places where they have gator signs and they end up maybe right. snatching a kid or two. Wow. But that's 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 not, I don't want to say that it's not their fault, but I mean, it, it's kind of like those tigers that, that killed the couple out in Vegas, the yeah. magicians or whatever, right. I mean, they're, they like put down the tigers it's like what what do you what do you expect you know they're right pissed off that you've been putting them in a cage taking them on a stage and for the past 30 years to, yeah to so. do things so wow so how much they're actually protected they're protected right. in florida gators you're yeah. not even allowed to throw stuff at them or you can get arrested yeah. like you're not even supposed to kill them if they're coming at you right you know it's crazy but. well if one's ever coming at you run diagonally or run yeah, crisscross. Like they, they can them, run up zigzag. to like twenty miles per hour or so, even yeah. more. But zigzag because they yeah. can't turn very much. Straight on, they're good. The only time that they'd probably run after you like that is if you took their eggs. You know, yeah, they might be chasing you like that. Right. But I've I've never seen somebody getting wow. chased by a gator. How much How much land do you have down there? Um, a few, few, few a acres. Few? All right, we'll yeah. just leave it at that. Yeah, a few. But acres. you're gonna add to it. You've got other yeah. land to buy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're going to be I'll, like Dolly Parton one day. It'll be Scooter Wood. You'll just have all the I think it'll be, rides for the kids and come in and see the gators and shoot some guns. Shoot some guns. I think it would be called uh, Jim Day's Podcast Land. <laughs> <laughs> this, would you like to be my agent for this, uh, this podcast? I'd be, I'd be really good. This, unfortunately, is the only time uh, I'm doing this this year, to my knowledge. This so, podcast? Yeah. Okay. I well, mean, unless you want me back on. I mean, of course I want you right. back on. Maybe I'll be nice enough to grace you with my presence again. I think you should, because okay. there's so, there's a lot of things to talk to you about here. How, how, let's see, I'm looking at my clock here, how deep we are into this bad boy. you probably got things to, to go do. You're an important man, a oh, landowner yeah, and, and such. <laughs> you got to, you know, you got to make sure that your gators are taken care of. I'll have you on the land. You'll have me on the land? Yeah, we'll get you on a four-wheeler. And... Now, can we bring a camera down? Sure. To uh, capture this in this off-season coming up? I don't care. I mean, I'd bring your snake boots. I'd bring uh, some 
jeans you don't care about. Yeah. Um, well, it's been a while since I've been on a four-wheeler. I'm maybe better bring on a, a cam- two-wheeler. Bring a camo hat if you got one, just so you can blend in a little bit. Yeah. Just if we go to the... Well, if, if you got me close to the gator, though, they'd say, hmm, that's some good eating right there. Probably. Plump. Probably. If you just threw your podcast in the water, they'd probably eat that. <laughs> you are on this podcast kick. Uh, we definitely have to have you back, man. I mean, I just, just, I mean, I didn't get into like favorite teammates and stuff with you. Favorite teammates, yeah. Oof, I got a lot of them. Who comes like, to mind? Because I like my teammates. Yeah. Um, Michael Lorenzen. Um, I mean, I like everybody. Jared, David, Joey. You gotta mention Jared because Jared mentioned. Him. Yeah, but no, Jared's. I mean, we have so many unique individuals you know yeah. like just very very good guys uh tucker's a good dude jose's one of the nicest people you'd ever meet Isn't he? peraza he really yeah. is a nice kid man. i mean we have so many amazing guys with totally different personalities too yeah. so for me i mean i just really look up to michael that's that's the biggest thing now why uh, so i mean he just what's not to look uh, what's not to to you know like he just doesn't give me any reason not to look up yeah. to him. It's hard to dislike the guy. Yeah. I mean he's he's takes care of himself. He takes care of others. Takes care of others, you know, works as hard as he possibly can to, to get the most out of himself. Um plays the game with passion, plays it the right way, runs the balls out. Um, you know, he's he's a good guy, he's a good good uh husband from what I what I've seen. I mean, just all around, he's he's a solid it's dude. His, strong his in his faith, faith yeah, strong in, strong in his faith. I faith. mean, that's that's the result of I think everything is is you know how strong he is with his faith. I mean, that kind of just blends into the rest of his life. Um, yeah. You know, with with everything that he does, it's it's so amazing. So, well, um, you're strong in your faith too. I am. I am. I'm. I just. I, I mean, I, look at your arm and. Not yeah, I think sense. it's uh, the ta- I'm speaking of a tattoo that's on his arm. I think uh, I have a little ADHD, a little bit too much ADHD, to where I can get distracted away from necessi- maybe not necessarily like what I need to do, but um, you know, I tend to veer and get distracted a little bit and go mess with people like in the training room, and then Michael goes in and like does his little spine wiggle exercise in front of the mirror, you know, in the in the in the in the gym, so. Um, you know, it just, he, he just kind of makes me better, you yeah. know, just him being around. And, and to me, that's, that's being a really good teammate, you yeah. know, setting an example of, you know, how to, how to work and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I mean, there's so many amazing guys on this team. I mean, Matt Kemp, me and him, he seems like a great guy. Uh, but just the guys I've been around, I would say, um, you know, Michael, Michael and Jared, uh, complete you know, not complete opposites, but very different personalities, but yeah. just, just really good guys, really good teammates. And, um, you know, I'm just fortunate to, to be on this team. Really. Yeah, you guys got a good group. People ask me about, you know, chemistry and all that. And I'm like, I've been around enough teams to know that winning creates chemistry. So you could have great chemistry and it doesn't translate to wins, but you guys got a good group in mm-hmm. the clubhouse. There's some good guys in there, good yeah. guys to be around. I've been around teams that it's not the case. We just go in the clubhouse like, uh, I'm going over there. Um, yeah. This is a, a pretty good group. You're so excited about this podcast. That was a major yawn. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of this. 
podcast. Tired of the grind. Tired of this podcast. <laughs> no, well, a minute okay. ago you were talking it up. Now you're tired of it. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, it's amazing how quickly things change. It is. It's crazy in this <laughs> world, you know. Speaking of ADHD, <laughs> um, I, before I let you go, I, I got to talk to you about you have been talking to schools mm-hmm. about bullying. Uh, and this, how did this become near and dear to your heart? And if look it up on, online of some video scooter talking um, to kids. I know you did this on the caravan as well, uh, a message to kids. W- what's the message and where did this come about? Why is this so near and dear to your heart? Um, I think the message is, I mean, to make it as simple as possible is to, it, to basically kind of change what our culture thinks is like cool or what you're supposed to do and, and change, you know, the way that the kids think about that. And that's, you know, when we were in school, it's like, mind your, mind your own business. Don't mm-hmm. talk to anybody about certain things. Like one, what your, was going on with you, politics, religion, all those things were kind of their cultures teaches us sub, sub, or just somehow it teaches us not to talk about that stuff. So to encourage them that it's cool to, to, you know, share what's going on with you to, to people that, can help you people that love you and, and, um, care about you, uh, ask for their help, you know, be, be honest with your teachers. And if you see something going on to, you know, say something, don't just be a bystander and not, and not do anything about it. If someone's getting bullied or if you know, somebody's having a rough day, like, you know, if you know them and care about them, you know, try to help them. Um, you know, that needs to be cool. And, I think when it comes to why it's so important to me or why it's so mm-hmm. near and dear to my heart and it's just what's going on nowadays with all this crazy stuff with these kids, you know, all the pills and, and um, you know, the school shootings and, and just, you know, not even just kids, but it, it's a result of how you're brought up, um, what your home life's like, how your parents are, you know, ultimately, you know, the kids that are bullying other kids, you know, their home life isn't, isn't good um or their parents aren't good and they're they're maybe uh um you know kind of turning a blind eye to things that they don't maybe want to know about what their kid you know how their kid is but ultimately i mean i think everyone knows what you know i'm getting at and that's just if if you know you're having some weird thoughts or you're going through a tough time that just you know, it's, it's easy as raising your hand, you know, once you get used to stepping out of your comfort zone and just go to somebody and ask for help, because ultimately if, you know, you could be in the best shape of your life, you could have all the money in the world. Uh, but ultimately if you're depressed or if you're unhappy, I mean, what's the point, you know, what, what, what's the point of all that? Let's right. start with our mind. Let's start with, um, you know, our purpose and, and what truly makes us happy. And if we're not, then we need to, we need to figure that out. We need to work together. We need to help one another. We need to let these kids know that they need to talk to somebody because everyone's gone through things. You know, we've all gone through stuff. We've all had family members that have, you know, some type of condition or whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. And, and, you know, it's almost like people don't want to talk about it and want to act like it doesn't exist and put on this mask or this front of, Oh, I'm fine. I'm perfect. I'm, it's like, come on. You know, like we're all going through some struggles. Everyone, you know, everyone, everywhere so you look, there's that's where it doesn't make sense to me why we wouldn't talk about them. Yeah, you know, because that's the only way it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my message to the kids: is I leave them with a couple of things. One, do something nice for somebody every day. One thing could be simple: could be opening the door for a lady or whoever. And then two, if you know you feel like 
you need to talk to somebody or you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to, then find somebody to talk to because that's a really important time for you to talk to somebody, you know, because when you have thoughts of, man, I don't know if anyone would understand or right. I don't know what they would say or if I'm the only person that w is going through this, like, and if you just hold that in, it's not good. Uh, I think we all know that. So it's it's just encouraging them to step out of their comfort zone and, and help themselves, you know, and, and the way to do that is to use your resources, use the people around you, the people that care about you. I mean, that's what we do in in our industry or our game, if we're struggling, we ask for help. You know, we go to a coach or we talk to teammates uh, and it's the same thing. And, you know, I think them knowing that that message coming from athletes is, is maybe a little different because they expect that we're just perfect and yeah. we have everything you're figured out. You're a baseball player. Right. You're making a ton of money. You're, right. If you take care of your money, you're set for life. Right. You're in the... The, the fanfare, you know, they think right. life's all good, but everyone's a human being. It's all relative. Yep, um, it is. It's just uh, on a on a different relative level, and all have the same problems. Yep. It's yep. amazing how more similarities we have as human beings than differences. Everyone points out the differences nowadays, but we're so much more similar right. in so many ways. Yep. Uh, and unfortunately, some of this bullying, you know, results in the ultimate um, pain, yep. and that's people taking their own lives and yeah the suicide rates at a freaking astounding 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 rate you know it, it boils down to ultimately the parents um you know it, making sure that they're really engaged in what's going on with the with their kid whether it's social media or you know that kind of stuff because it's so easy for these kids to put that mask on and you know they're yeah. they're they're like, oh, everything's great on Twitter. I'm enjoying my day with my family, but you know, there's no, there's nothing there, and and it's so easy to make it seem like things are good, fine nowadays, mm -hmm. uh, just through social media. But you know, really, really, just you know, being really in tune with with their emotions and stuff. Um, you know, that's where it starts. But some of these kids don't have, um, you know, any parents, or they don't have good parents, or they have things that they're going through. But ultimately, I mean that's that's what matters and and them finding their purpose of what what truly what it truly means to be happy and and fulfilled and if that's winning a fortnight match like well you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have a rough road in front of you you know yeah. if that's where you're getting your happiness right. um so i try to talk to them you know about that stuff but i mean really everyone has an opportunity to make an impact i mean you know going through the grocery store just picking up groceries you know someone doesn't look right you know don't just walk by you know maybe they need someone to talk to you know yeah. if they say hey mind your own business then well okay you know at least i tried to help but you know and that feels good if you do help somebody you know yeah. it makes you feel good like who doesn't want to feel good and and i think that comes from you know my belief that's like what god wants wanted me to do at that exact moment and it's like when you do that it makes you feel amazing yeah. and it's not like a selfish thing at all because you're doing something selfless that in return makes you feel good right. um and and everyone knows that feeling I, be, I believe and it's just let's do that more let's make that cool and and i just encourage all the other athletes out there to to really realize the platform that they're on whether they're a high school player i talked to our high school team and i said guys like don't walk around this campus being a a-hole you know like there's some kids that are really struggling that, you know, are sitting on their own and lunch and stuff. Go sit with them. You know what, you know, what's right. You know, what's wrong, but just know that you're an athlete and people are going to look up to you, whether you know it or like it or not. And to take advantage of that in a good way and set an example of, 
you know, how you should be and how you should treat people. And, and that needs to be cool. And that's kind of the whole thing is, is a more of a movement of, you know, that is cool to, to be a good person and to be the best version of yourself. That is cool. And it's just not how it is and not how it was when even we were in school. It was yeah. like, you'd be the athlete or, you know, if you weren't the athlete, then you're just like a nerd and everyone makes fun of you. And now everyone's like, well, man, the nerds are cool. You know, like, which that's great because they always were cool. But yeah. when I say nerds, I mean like the kids that didn't play sports mm -hmm. and, you know, and it's like, it's just all messed up now. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's sad, you know, it's very sad how, how things are going. And I think just getting their focus on being a good person and, and, you know, living a, living a, a life that, you know, has purpose. Um, you know, I think that's kind of getting overlooked, you know, a little right. bit now in our, in our culture, but, um, but yeah, that, uh, we, I got a shirt coming out opening day with athletes brands. It just says, say hello on it. And it's pretty simple. It's just, you know, mental health, bullying, awareness kind of deal, but also just, just say hello to somebody, you know, that you feel like you should and start there and, you know, it can get into faith. It could get into whatever, but, just encouraging people to, to maybe do something not normal because I think what normal tells us now is limiting us from, you know, what we can really do and what we could do together. And, you know, like they say, don't talk about politics, religion, money, um, whatever, the same-sex marriage stuff. Like, mm -hmm. why not? Like, how are we supposed to learn if we're not talking to one another? How right. Like, I'm... I'm not saying that you, you know, you need to believe or be a Christian. I'm not, I, I just would like to talk to you about it. You know, mm -hmm. why is that? Why, why can't we do that? Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, that's, that's a part of it too, but, but ultimately it's what's more important, your mental, your, you know, the money in your pocket or your physical health, you know, right. what's, what's more important. Um, for me, it's mentally being, being happy and, and, you know, living each day and trying to make the most of it. So opening day, I don't want to brush over this this shirt. It it's coming out opening day, and it says "Say hello." Yep, that's more what along the lines of what you just talked about. Hey, you know, talk to someone. Yeah, be yeah. do something nice for someone. To, Encouraging yeah. everybody to. Um, we're gonna send them to some of the some of the guys on other teams, mm -hmm. and it'll have a little card in there with kind of the message and and also maybe a number that they can reach to where they can get kind of plugged into the their local community when it comes to talking to kids and stuff like that because it's it's can be difficult to get approved by the school boards but to have a outlet like a number that they could just call and then that guy just does it for them and makes it easy you know just show up once a week or whatever throughout the off season you know whatever you want to do um but also there'll be a message for for people that order the shirt that just encourages them to you know when you feel like you, oh man, I don't know if I should say something to this person. Like, just yeah. say it, like, because you probably should, you right. know, if you have that thought and, and to kind of get out of that comfort zone. But a lot of people do this, you know, a lot of people do that. They, they realize that someone's having a bad day and they talk to them. Not, you know, it's more the people that maybe are a little shy or maybe would get embarrassed. You know, it's like until you do, until you do it, you know, you never know yeah. how you're going to feel. And, and I just know through my experience that it feels really good to, to help another person yeah. you know and ultimately though you gotta you gotta help yourself first you mm -hmm. know before you can look to to help others and that's it's another piece of it have you set up where you can get this shirt yet it'll be on athletes brand um they're on instagram they have a website twitter all of it um just at athletes brand and on opening day it'll it'll launch and you'll be able to get it
That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, uh, I wish you luck with that. I will certainly do whatever I can. I'm a conduit to thousands of people watching baseball, so I'd love to be a part of the movement, help you out however you can. So mm-hmm. I'm, it's awesome. I appreciate I'm it. I'm on board, man. It, it's yeah. tremendous. I think it's uh, an awesome thing. There's so uh, I look at what's going on in schools now, and I just wish I could do more. You wish you could just yeah. paint a broad brush over the, the bad things that are going on. The, uh, the end one result, person at a time, you know? Yeah, the end result, uh, I for, almost forgot to mention, but the end result, it, it's going to be really hard, but um, is to create a movement, put so much pressure on the school boards, the, the state, to implement a class that is just like li- called life. And it's like your normal course, like math, science, reading, all that. Um, and, you know, that's where you could have speakers come in. The teacher could be an open type college atmosphere where they're asking they're engaging mm-hmm. with the students you know your attendance would be your grade you wouldn't have to talk unless you wanted to uh you could have movies like the green mile and you know all, all like all those good movies to where you really teach you know these kids how to live you know they, yeah. they it's just there's so much distraction there's so much things going on that um you know they need to be taught the, the normal moral values and and what's right it's a great idea Seriously, that's a great it idea is. to have a class called life. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's not that it's not that, that it's not that crazy, right? Man, yeah, we need it's it's a, ne- a necessity that yeah. they do not have, and that I think until they're pressured that they won't implement because they don't yeah. care. Yeah, they really don't care. I mean, this country boils. I mean, it's politics. It boils down to money. It boils down to power. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, the education. I mean, they're cutting. Art classes, music yeah. classes, et cetera. But so then they're to, get them that, to add a class. But that would that class would be so important. Right, but then they're the first to be like, Oh, our youth is our future. It's like, well, you don't give a crap yeah. clearly because we're not doing anything to try to change what's going on and that would be a pretty easy way to start some positive change in the school systems, you know, is to just have a class that, you know, maybe the guidance counselor just teaches it and right. it's a mandatory class and if you don't go you you get a bad grade, you know, or whatever it is and you know, they, they learn things that matter. Um, but like I said, that's where, I mean, I can't do all this on my own. I don't want to, I want, I don't want my name attached to any of it. I want basically just to encourage my teammates, the other guys in the league, you know, with this shirt will be the kind of the first step, Mm -hmm. um, to just, let's just spread it. Let's, let's spread it just by talking to these kids first. And then if we're hitting a bunch of schools, I mean, if all like half of the guys go and talk to one school back in the off season, minor league guys big league guys doesn't matter i mean we're hitting almost every school in america um but creating a movement almost a campaign to where we really really get the the you know some attention and and basically point the finger at the the school systems it's not the teachers the teachers aren't even able to say what they want to say because the parent will come in and they'll get fired yeah you know it's not their fault they're they're really restricted on what they can say now yeah um i mean they're taking history out of uh, out of the school systems like i don't i don't understand that at all so basically what they're in my mind what they're trying to do is they're trying to we've learned from history right but they're trying to eliminate the I history know, because what, they are they they regret certain things that they've done and they want to make it seem like it never happened glancing yeah glancing over things that happened like yeah. they didn't happen but again we've learned from we've evolved as a Correct. society Correct. And we've learned from this history sure it's bad to look back on now but it happened it's yeah. history Absolutely. I'm with you on that, man. I'm with it's you. Poli- it's politics, but we're we're athletes and we're we're people. We're U.S. citizens, so ultimately, I think it's 
and it's it, it, it now is up to us because clearly they're 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 not doing anything to to help this right. situation. So, I think as U.S. citizens, as athletes, we can use our platform. But on a daily basis, just if you know anybody in the school systems, just kind of encourage them to you know think about this or talk to yeah. the people that are in charge because. Something needs to change quick because it's not looking very promising for for you know our our future you know kids or mm-hmm. our kids as kids you know it's it's not looking on the up and up well, at all. It's a great movement, man. It's a great idea. No, one thousand percent in your corner. Anything I can do, what little old me can do, man. I just would. keep doing your gym day podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Only if you'll come back and be a guest on down the road. I might. We'll see how, how your success goes after this one. <laughs> this one's going to send it through the roof. There you go. Well, maybe you won't need me. No, I'll need you. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I'll need you. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Lots of luck with the initiative. Lots of luck. Uh, Thank you. At the plate, in the field, man. Uh, there are a lot of people in your corner. Appreciate Thank it. you. I appreciate that. Well, as you can hear, very thoughtful guy in Scooter Jeanette. I enjoyed the conversation with him, and somehow he's um, into the budget of this show, which right now is nil. That would be nothing. So with Scooter Jeanette behind us, who knows where this thing is going to go. Boy, did he get caught up in that. And, hey, if he wants to get on board and help us out, all the better. And we hope to talk to Scooter Jeanette in the future. In the coming weeks, Bronson Arroyo, a very offbeat conversation with him. The mayor, Sean Casey, is there anybody better that tells stories than Sean Casey? You will hear a lot of those stories coming up in the weeks to come. Jared Hughes of the Reds and more. We'll check in here on the Jim Day Podcast. Once again, however you are listening today, thank you so much. We hope you subscribe. Spread the word. Till next week, I'm Jim Day. See ya! See ya!